Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Don. The most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, the podcast that always on the spur of the moment sends you a message and asks you to listen to the next episode speaking of which you are listening to this episode and i have somebody else who is so far listening was about but who is about to get in very extremely involved in the episode it's the world's greatest podcasting co-host in the history of podcasting co-hosting it's mr everett farnell uh steve steve you are i you are, as always, very kind. I got to tell you something, though. The spur of the moment, uh, I messaged the other the other martial arts studio in town. You know, I own a uh, I own a, a, a MMA academy here in Ocala. I messaged the other martial arts studio and I said, "Hey, why don't we meet at the Dunkin' Donuts that's right directly between that 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 you know cuts off your side of town from my side of town, and why don't we get a cup of coffee?" And for the first time ever, somebody from my school actually entered their territory. And uh, Right, uh, because you guys have been, was, like, uh, for years advertising in the two different Valpac areas and the two different everyday direct mail, every door direct mail areas, and you just don't cross over those, those zip codes. And you met, like, right in the middle of it, and ceremoniously you stepped into his zip code. I stepped into his zip code, and we... Uh, it was nice. We had a cup of coffee. We got to talk a little bit. We, uh, you know, built some bridges. You got to build bridges when you get a chance. Yeah, but see, then all the other uh, martial arts and all the business people, all the naysayers out there, were like, "Oh yeah, you know, he's just he's just doing that for show. He's just doing that for the photo opportunity of the two martial arts guys shaking hands and not beating the crap out of each other. Like, what the crap? Let's well, they- get something done." There, there was somebody. There were some people who were upset that said that I was giving legitimacy to the other martial arts studio by showing up uh, uh, by shaking his hand, uh, which and, makes uh, no total you know. no sense, dear listener. Of course, we're not talking about martial arts or Ocala or Dunkin' Donuts or whatever the hell nonsense we're talking about. As we usually start out this podcast, we're talking about Donald Trump, who says what this uh, summit G meeting whatever thing is over in Japan. Well, on the way back, I'm going to go see my buddy over there in uh, South Korea, and that's going to allow me to, on the spur of the moment, send out out this tweet and say, hey, uh, Rocket Man, I just happen to be in town. Why don't we just have lunch? And maybe I can resurrect these talks from being ice cold and dead for months, and maybe I can get something going again, because that's what business people do, dear listener, is it not? Like we just described, you say... I happen to be over in the area. Let me think about who's actually also over in that area, and let's just reach out and say, let's do lunch, or let's meet for coffee, or let's do something. So that's a way to resurrect a talk with a prospect. And in this case, Trump, the entrepreneur, sees Kim 
as a prospect, as someone he might do a deal with. He's had some talks, hasn't come to anything yet, but it might come to a deal, it might not. But he's a prospect, and when you have a prospect and the lead has gone dead, and you had a couple of talks but nothing's happening and you broke it off, one way to resurrect it is when you happen to be in the area, just casually say, hey, I just wanted to come and say hello. Not a big deal, not an international planning months in advance and a big this so you can be set up for another dis. There's no possible disappointment you can be set up for because there's no expectations. The naysayers aren't, they, they're beside themselves, twisting themselves into pretzels over this, coming up with a way to, to be anti-Trump about it and go like, uh, well, he's, he's legitimate, he's giving away our, our legitimacy capital. Now, as if that's a real thing, that he's like uh, <laughs> legitimatizing a, you know, a killer and a dictator and he's cozying up to di- Who gives a rip? I mean, because they can't say, oh, he had another round of talks and nothing happened from it because Trump said, yeah, we're not going to do that with a round of talks. I'll just come over and do this ceremonial let's do lunch. And on top of that, he was smart enough to say, I'll also honor you by being the first actual world leader to step into your ridiculous little country here. That uh, I saw somebody say on the news, I didn't realize this, that the entire economy of the entire country of North Korea is $13 billion. I'm like, are you kidding me? Their entire economy, a day, a month? I mean, isn't that like Amazon? Isn't that like Jeff Bezos' income in a month? I'm like, what? That's your entire economy. The entire. And somebody economy was like, yeah, yeah, their entire economy is the size of Vermont, one of the most piddling, right. ridiculous states in America. Like, so this is such a pipsqueak little place of a nothingness that, of course, Trump can follow through and say, look, if you're going to play ball here. We can make you wealthy beyond your imagination because all you got to do is do one deal of anything, put one factory of any kind, sign one deal for anything, and suddenly that whole country's off to the races. So what is wrong with going over there and saying, hey, I'm going to be in the area, let's do lunch? What's wrong with that, Everett? Well, there's nothing wrong with it. It's exactly what you would expect from an entrepreneur. It's exactly what you would expect from somebody who wants to get something done um, as opposed to uh, <clears throat> wants to just pose and rattle the saber and rile people up, uh, uh, you know, rile people up for votes at home. Um, you know, I mean, Trump was elected because people were tired of nobody doing anything. And, I mean, I, somehow inherently people understood that, getting an entrepreneur in the White House, things would get done. Now, maybe they're good things, maybe they're bad things, maybe they're things we want to have done, maybe some things are things that people don't want to have done. But the point is, is that shit is getting done. And that's exactly what he did. If you have a, if you have a prospect, as you aptly mentioned, if you have a prospect where, you know, things are just not, they're not happening, you're not getting any response from them, so you you know, you're going to be in town. You say, hey, let's go get a cup of coffee. Let's go get something to eat. You, you, you have a vendor, uh, you know, a possible vendor who you might start buying from, but you want to get a better deal, uh, or a vendor that you currently have that you want to get a better deal. You have, well, now um, you're hitting the nail on the uh, head. I'm in favor of all, doing this all with your current clients and your current vendors and your current employees and your current anybody is to continue to build relationships, whether they're a uh, uh, – because you know – 
better than anybody that your very best prospect is your current customer, that, that they might buy more, they might buy more often, they might refer somebody. So I'm a big fan, and when I had my first multi-million dollar business, which I had clients all over the country, when I would travel, I would know ahead of time I'm traveling to that city, and I would contact my clients that happen to be around that area, and I would say, I'm coming here, and let's have dinner, and let's go to a game, and let's hang out. And they loved that, that here's someone that they never get to see, except once a year when I have my annual convention, and so they, not everyone came to that, but they, you know, I'm coming in town, and they get a chance to hang out, and whatever, and it was a, a way to build those relationships, and and that's going to pay off in the long run, and that's what Trump knows. And the naysayers, twisting themselves into pretzels to come up with a way that this is bad, come up with this nonsensical concept that somehow talking to somebody is is giving them something. Like, oh, you've given Kim something by shaking his hand. You've given him something by stepping into... Last I checked... Next month, North Korea is still going to have an entire economy of only $13 billion. I mean, Trump, well, we haven't given them nothing. Second, second of all, all the sanctions that are choking them off are completely still going on. All the military activities are all completely going on. We have given them absolutely nothing. Do you think that because, well, let me ask you, does anyone really believe that because Trump walked into, took one step or whatever onto the dirt of North Korea that suddenly... Uh, uh, what's his name, Angela Merkel, is suddenly going, oh, well, Kim Jong-un must be a real cool guy now. Or so, what, who, to who are these people that these naysayers think Trump has given Kim some standing with? Who, who in the world now says, oh, well, then Kim is now, I respect him as an upstanding uh, gentleman and member of the World uh, uh, you know, Association of Nations, now the Trump walked over the line, like, what a retarded thing to say. Well, I mean, think, think about it this way. How many people do you think that you could make a deal with? If you had a prospect and you wanted to make a deal with them and it just wasn't, it just wasn't working for some reason, uh, uh, the talks fell off, the negotiations fell out, and you weren't making the deal. So, instead, so, so what you then did is you then went and badmouthed them in all the local press so that they would read that you were badmouthing them. Right, uh, you said point. that they didn't know what they were doing, that they were crazy, that they were they were stupid, that you wouldn't step foot on their property or you wouldn't step foot in their in their shop again, uh, that you didn't have it, you wouldn't have anything to do with them, and then you would expect them. You you now expect that when you tell your secretary to call and make an appointment with them so that you can come back, you know, so that they could come to your shop, that now they're gonna they're gonna show up. I, not in a million years. The way you reignite that, the way you restart those negotiations, is you uh, just like you give them a call. You go over there. You you shake their hands. You show them a little bit of respect. You know. Well, what, and, what and like you said, to take it even a step further, you give them something that they value. So Kim, being yeah. a le- illegitimate little pipsqueak in the world, as far as the world goes, and Merkel and and Obama and Bush and any other leader ever in the history of mankind wouldn't give him the time of day and would never talk to him except the South Korea guy now has started talking to him. But, of course, the illegitimate, you know, Putin and China want to talk to him. But, I mean, nobody in the free world wants to give this guy anything. So he craves that contact with anyone in the legitimate free world. So you give that to him. And what if you give that to him, which, of course, is fairly meaningless. I would I would think that in the grand scheme of things, 
It's fairly inexpensive for Trump while he's over there meeting with South Korea to go, oh, and by the way, I'm going to take one hour out of the day here and go walk outside for a little bit and shake a guy's hand, and then I'll be right back. I don't think that costs a lot, and it, it, but it's yeah, giving somebody what they, think, they see, as Kim sees it, as extremely valuable. So there's but another it, big it lesson there is you can give somebody something that they think is valuable that costs you almost nothing. How is that a bad thing? Well, as you said, that's, uh, uh, you know, that, that the, the, the diplomatic world did not all of a sudden change because the president took two steps on to over the North Korea border. But, but you know, Steve, you're starting to drift, drift into the advanced tip for the week. So uh, I know, I caught myself but, there. Well, I, yeah. I will say that just before we, we end this and we invite people over to the advanced tip, uh, I will say that on top of this, Trump was even thinking, as always, another step ahead. And then I heard that he even invited Kim now to come to the White House. So if you think the anti-Trumpers had their panties in a bunch over him shaking hands and taking <laughs> one step onto some dirt in Korea that's totally meaningless, holy crap, what does it mean to legitimate, oh, you're not going to invite that guy and treat him to the pump and, the, and, and soil the grounds. It's enough soiling of the White House that Trump is in it. Now you're going to have Kim in it, too. Oh, my goodness, we can't have this. I just love it. So the anti-Trumpers are absolutely apoplectic over this one. Well, and, and what happens there is when Kim shows up to the White House and really, get, you know, they're going to put on the full diplomatic honors for him, It'll cross his eyes. He he won't even be able to believe what you know. He, he the 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 size and the 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 the, uh, the splendor and the the wealth and the I, I mean he you know he it I know he's been educated outside of North Korea, but I think that when he shows up and gets the you know the full pomp and circumstance of the United States government, um, you know it it's it, it will have to make an impression on him. Uh, well, and what you know, he's really going to get is the full, uh, you know, e even though they'll they'll try not to and they'll begrudge him it, he'll get the recognition. He'll be in every paper, every TV. He'll be right. all over the place as an international incredible superstar. And that's when the reciprocity kicks in big time and he must do something in return. And so Trump, as always, playing chess, while everyone else is playing checkers and he's miles ahead of the game, and that gets us right up to the cusp of our advanced tip of the week, which, as always, we deliver fantastic information and tips to help you make money in your business when you listen to Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. But as always, you go over to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com, and that's where you can get the advanced tip, which dwarfs, and it does this week as usual, dwarfs the fantastic tip we just gave you from listening to the podcast, you get the advanced tip of the week. So get on over there right now, dear listener, to lessons learned from DonaldTrump.com and get the advanced tip of the week. And then, of course, get back here next week for another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump. Make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com and join us next time unless you like being a loser. <laughs>
Some people do. Trust me.